From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. Hey folks, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Superpower School podcast. I'm Paddy Dander, your host. And in today's episode, we have a theme that I've been wondering about for quite a while. It's a sort of a subject area that I wish I had more knowledge on, but I brought in an expert today, and that's online marketing. And so today I have Kellen Kautzman. Hey, Kellen, how are you doing? Hey, Paddy, how's life? Oh, life is good. It's very good. Could be better. Like I could be better at my marketing, but that's why I'm really excited to talk to you and get some hints and tips from you. So, Kevin, where are you based? Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow. Okay. Well, I can't beat that. I'm in Birmingham, England. So the, the most I think I can say is it's the place where the Peaky Blinders is set. I don't know if you're a fan of that. I movie. love me some Peaky Blinders. It's a great show. <laughs> Awesome. I was going to say the hat you're wearing as well. It kind of reminded me of the series. Yeah, it's straight from uh, Peaky Blunders. Yeah, that show is incredible. If you haven't seen it, you should really check it out. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, I used to, when travel was open, I used to travel to the US and people used to say, where are you from? And I'd say, from Birmingham. They'd say, oh, London, England. And I'd go, no, no, Birmingham, England. So for many people, they they hadn't heard of Birmingham or they just chose not to uh acknowledge it because it's not as well known, I guess, but now we're back on the map with the Peaky Blinders. But anyway, so Kellen, be great to hear your sort of journey and your background and how you got into uh, digital marketing and online marketing. So I was involved with a couple of websites in the early days of SEO. One was called Associated Content. The other was called Bright Hub. And they would pay you to write articles through sometimes $10 up front and then passive income on the back end. I wrote a ton of lesson plans this way, hundreds and hundreds of articles. And I wanted to get to a million views, which I did. And what I realized through that process is that evergreen articles are an illusion. There is no such thing. It's like an evergreen home. It's no, the home is going to fall apart and become irrelevant and lose all of its value unless someone is maintaining it. And articles are the same way. You can have an article rank and continue to rank for many years, continue to generate traffic, but you can't leave it there. Um, and uh, it's got to be updated. So what ended up happening with these websites and, and what uh, associated content, Bright Hub and sites like it back in the early days of SEO realized was everybody can write. That's what we're all trained to do. We have an entire populace of English speakers around the world that are happy to write for money. And it's not as if there's some sort of lack of supply. And so the demand just isn't there. So if you've got a million people writing an article about, you know, how to tell time in Spanish, you know, only five of those articles really are relevant. You know, the first five search results, maybe 10, but not really page two and beyond. It doesn't really matter. No one's clicking that far. And so, yes, those uh, sites went away. They just realized this is not a profitable, sustainable business model. And what's next on the horizon is uh, AI. We're close. It's still clunky and difficult to read and not that great, but it exists. And the moment that AI writing is as good as an average writer, it already is for things like sports stats, baseball game recaps, that sort of thing. But for more standard articles like, 
I don't know how to unclog a sink drain for a plumber, stuff like that. Once it gets there, then blogs are, are going to be increasingly irrelevant. They're already hurting. As you can see right now, here we are producing content that is two human beings and uh, everyone's doing this now. At the start of the pandemic, the number of podcasts, the number of live shows, the number of Zoom meetings, obviously, went up drastically. And so people are recognizing that this is the future of SEO because every word we're saying here, if this gets uploaded to YouTube, literally becomes an auto-captioned word. Same thing with Facebook. All social media understands the English language, Spanish, Mandarin, Hindi, you know, all the major languages auto-caption automatically. And so this is the new way of writing blogs. Wow. You know, I never really thought about blogging and whether blogging would be taken over by AI and, and computers, but that sounds pretty scary, I guess, if that's been your passion for so long and all of a sudden you've got, you know, these automated algorithms doing that for you. And I, I guess then in, in terms of sort of SEO in today's world, how important is it for somebody who's setting up their venture, they're, they're going on their entrepreneurial journey, how important is it for them to really understand um, some of this digital marketing? I feel like if you're a homeowner, you can get away with not learning plumbing, not really, but you should probably know how to like unclog a garbage disposal, you know, or like fix like very basic toilet issues that happen all the time. Or like you should know what Drano is, but should you be able to rip up the tile and get to like the pipes that are underneath your house? Probably not. And right. so SEO is the same way. It's like, do you want to call a plumber every time your garbage disposal gets a little clogged up? Or do you know that you should just throw ice in it and it's fine? Or there's a little Allen wrench you should get on your hands and knees and turn the little thingy and then it like, now it works like a quick fix. SEO is the exact same way. It's like, if you never build a website and you never do SEO, then you have a big gap in your understanding that can be exploited. And SEOs are notorious being scam artists because they'll take anyone's check. They're like, oh, you, you got money for it? Fantastic. Here come your services. I was talking to this kid who, I don't know, for some reason, SEO, it's changed. I think now it's like TikTok, Snapchat, but you know, six, seven years ago, youth and SEO like combined and people thought, oh, you're young. You must be good at SEO because it's this new thing I don't understand. But what this kid was doing is he was just offshoring really poorly written content, not because the writers aren't intelligent, but because it's not their first language. And the first thing about blogging is you have to have language nuance and it has to be incredibly good writing. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. And so he had all of these teams writing this content. I read some of it. It's not good. And then they were building tons of links. And for those of you that don't, maybe don't know the basics of SEO, Google democratized the Internet by counting links as votes, and then the votes started getting weight based on the relevance. So if ESPN sends a link to a basketball website, that's fantastic for the basketball website because ESPN has so much sports relevance. So anyway, you know, he was sending all these links to all these local businesses. And I'm like, dude, you do realize that businesses have families, you know, like these business owners have families, they have children, and they have to put food on the table, and you're messing with their livelihood right now. Like you may not realize it, but you know, this is not, this isn't playtime. Oops, I made a mistake. Sorry. This is like, you know, they were getting phone calls from Google and now they're not. And you broke it and you're now liable for having broke it because I asked him very simple questions about what his team was doing. He's like, I don't know, SEO. I'm like, oh my goodness, dude. So anyway, what's relevant now in SEO is, has changed completely. The, the crossover between social media and SEO is, has become complete the convergence. It's you have to produce 
engaging content. That's it. You have to. It's not even an option anymore. And uh, if you're not willing to do that, then you're just not going to rank in Google. Sorry. But Kellen, there's, there's just so many platforms. Like I've just got back, got my head around LinkedIn. I'm I'm not the brightest when it comes to social media. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sort of a, a creature of comfort. Once I get to learn something, I usually, you know, feel comfortable with that and, and stick with it for a while. But at the moment, it seems like there are just so many channels. So if someone was setting up, like, what would you say is imperative? Which channels are imper imperative for anybody to, to start with? So I often refer to what we do for clients as an RX or a prescription. And the reason is because if you have gout, I'm not going to give you heart medicine. You know what I mean? And it's, this is one of those things where are you a plumber that just started your business yesterday? Are you an electrician that's been in business for 20 years? Do you currently rank second? Do you rank 85th? What's your budget? You know, do you have employees? Are they willing to get reviews from clients or not? Do you have things like Bird Eye set up for reviews? Do you have your Google My Business page set up or not? Do you have a brick and mortar? Are you a national company? Are you local? It's just like, there's a million things that go into whether or not SEO is going to work, whether or not Google ads is going to work, whether or not you should be on TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook. There's a lot that goes into it. What's your risk tolerance? Is this a long-term play where if you rank three years from now, you're going to be happy or do you need money today or you're going to go out of business? So it's one of those things where if there was a specific example, like there was a company we worked with for a while called Betty Page, which is a retro dress company. Oh yeah, Pinterest all day, every day. Are you kidding? You should live on Pinterest. Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, let's go. But if you're a personal injury attorney, maybe I've seen some some injury attorneys uh, on TikTok that have done quite well. But would you take a case in Oklahoma if one came up? You know, is that something, do you want to dance? Personal injury attorney, is that something you're interested in? You know, because some of them will, you know, and they go viral and they get, you know, national recognition and good for them. So it, it's wildly disparate in in regards to what's going to work for who wow that's a lot to think about there i guess if i think about some of the listeners to this podcast in terms of my network it's very much sort of professionals it professionals trainers coaches that type of individual so naturally i'm drawn to linkedin because that's the place that i know i can find them but yeah be, be great to get your insights on, you know, somebody who's in that field, what could they do to really help leverage their personal brand? Do you, would, do you want me to do like a coach example? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you throw a stick, you'll hit a coach in any direction. They are everywhere. And it's a natural extension of the way that we've chosen to educate globally. So for the first 18 years of many, many, many children's lives, they don't go and hang out with an attorney all day. They don't go hang out with a plumber all day. They don't go hang out with an insurance salesperson or an entrepreneur. They spend their time with teachers. And because the culture is set up that way, it won't be for long. I would say probably in the next 20 to 30 years, students are going to be able to go into a room and gather whatever life skill they want in whatever direction they want, whatever time they want. So there'll be third graders studying advanced calculus, but also working on auto mechanic stuff, you know, like in third grade, because they're just, they have a knack for X and it, we can fill in whatever gap we want. That's the future of education. That's very exciting. Um, 
and they can virtually spend time in virtual environments being like, okay, if you want to like wire the electricity on a house, this is what it looks like, or this is what installing solar panels looks like. And they can like go and do that and like shadow people virtually and learn a ton of different things because that's obviously incredibly useful. But as it stands today, everyone and their mom goes to uh, public education. And so education, coaching, teaching, we, as long as the system remains this way, there will be a glut of those kinds of people because everyone is like, I'm good at this. And they are, but so are so many other people. And so when it comes to coaches, if you want to be successful as a coach, you need to really niche down is a good example of a strategy is be like, I work with people who are afraid of spiders, you know what I mean? Or just some really just pick something that's incredibly um, a niche that you're passionate about. And then on social media, you actually have something, you have an audience, right? Because now when you're on TikTok, you can be like, well, this certain brand of brown recluse spider has this terrible thing. And if you've been bitten by one, that is really scary. And let's talk about that. And then you find the people who've been bitten by brown recluses who are freaking out and also want to get their MBA. <laughs> because everyone's a generalist. Everyone's a general coach. And there's so, so many of them. And so that's a rough go at it, the coaching. Because you are not going to rank well in search engines for things like coaching for the same reason that realtors do not rank well. Individual realtors have one heck of a time trying to rank for things like Realtor Las Vegas or Real Estate Agent Las Vegas because there are just so many and there are brokerages. So that's really tricky. So if you're a coach, what you end up finding, because coaches are B2B, basically, we are still in like the pre-Cambrian era, which is to say uh, business to business is still largely done through networking through literally, and we're just doing that through places like Zoom now. And no one wants to admit that, especially digital marketers. We want to think that like, oh, I can build gorgeous websites. I can do incredible landing pages. I know Google ads in and out, any kind of ad, LinkedIn ad, Facebook ad. But the reality is people want a referral to me. They don't want to see an ad on Facebook. They don't want to see an ad on Google. And I even ranked number one for SEO Las Vegas for a while. The leads were not what you really want is someone to be like, you know what? Kellen worked for my company. We doubled our revenue last year. You should hire him. Those are leads you want. Wow. That's interesting. And I'm, without being mean to coaches out there, and I, I'm a coach myself. Um, I'm an agile coach, but I see it all the time. Literally anyone who is on LinkedIn, who's trying to build their brand, the word coach features somewhere on their profile usually. Yeah. And look, there's some amazing coaches out there, you know, but it's a, it's like any other saturated marketplace, you know, it's that you really got to differentiate and it's a spend that people don't have to make like a real estate agent. You kind of need one. You kind of need one. You probably figure it out on your own, but yeah, if you're a coach and you want to grow your brand, yeah, you got to grind social media hard. Do you see this time now that we're in SEO is playing one of the most important roles ever looking back a few years, how, how have things changed in that whole space? So we used to be able to produce eight, 400 word piece of content relatively inexpensively. And uh, that would work because the quantity of, you know, above average content was fine. That works because now you're filling up your social media with links to those blog posts. And so you are generating a lot of links. And what Google basically experienced was an inundation of pages on the internet 
And they've been saying quality for the last 20 years. It's just no, none of the SEOs were listening. They're like, you know what? I'll just make eight and maybe one of them sticks. And then hooray, that'll get me what I need. And the rankings will go up and everyone's happy. But uh, Google finally put their foot down. It's like, okay, two things. One, we only care about mobile. We don't care about desktop anymore. It's mobile first indexing. The entire internet's mobile. We just, it, that is what it is. And the second thing is, would you guys please stop filling the internet with garbage? which is like we've told you a million times, you, you're not listening. We're sick of it. We don't want to index this crap. So they're zombie pages now. And yes, they hurt you. So stop your shenanigans. It's like the equivalent of like plastic water bottles. That's what all these blogs are. Like they take up space and energy. They're on servers, you know, literal digital space. And so now we had to go back to our clients. It was like two years ago. We said, okay, we're done doing that. Now we're doing like 1200 word blog posts. And hey, guess what? The price is the same. Yeah, and you're going to get way less. Like we were writing eight for you before you're getting two now, but we're spending all of our time and all of our energy and all the custom graphics and the great writing and the revision process and hyping it up and promoting it because the other strategy stopped working and nobody cared. Not a single client cared at all because they look at us and they go, I do not for a millisecond want to think about the stuff that you guys think about. Just do it. You know, and I'll judge you based off rankings. I'll judge you based off phone calls and revenue. If I have a simple website and I'm looking to implement some of my own SEO into that, and you mentioned a few aspects there with, you know, inbound links from high ranking websites or high authority websites. What are some of the quick tips that you could give somebody that they could immediately apply? The first thing I would do is I would run a ranking report. So you can do something called SpyFu. That's a good example. And you want, because you want to know where you currently rank. If you just developed a website, then I would want to know what niche you're in and whether or not SEO is, is a smart long-term play for you. So for example, if you're a personal injury attorney in Nevada, there are lots of them and they have all the money in the world, like mansion next to the coach of the Raiders money. And that's your competition. Okay. So you have to have a very sober outlook on competing against these people. Like, what are you going to do? It, it reminds me of like a, like a sixth grader, five foot one up against LeBron James. You know, it's like, like he's going to win for a long time. You know, like it's not going to, you know, it's not like in two weeks, you're going to like overtake him. That is not going to happen. Like he's going to crush you for a quite a while. And so, you know, just having a very sober analysis of kind of where you are in the marketplace and then your willingness to grow it. So if you're willing to spend $800 a month for SEO for the next three years, you know, as, cause I can show rankings go up. No problem. Here you go. You know, you ranked 724th. Now you rank 311th. You happy? Of course not. Well, like, who cares? Okay, now you rank 104. You're happy that it's going in the right direction, but you're not still not seeing revenue. And it just, it takes a while. And, you know, 10 years ago, the market wasn't as saturated. 20 years ago, not nearly as saturated. And so SEO for many people is just not the right short-term play. And so you marry that with something like Google ads, social media, and then call rail, you track the phone calls and you record. So I, I think the best tip I can give for a budding entrepreneur who has all the time in the world, with, but no money would be do a show like this or a, a live stream um, using a platform like Restream and put it out on five social media channels. And then use Buzzsprout to syndicate it or anything like Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout basically puts a podcast on 14, 15 podcast platforms. 
because then every show you create in the description, you include a link back and it creates about 20 links per show. And then you grab the YouTube embed code, you go to the website, you embed it and you write a show synopsis. And so you're getting a blog post, you're getting about 20 links back to the website. And then on the links themselves, make sure that you're using anchor text. And if you're unfamiliar with that, you hover over, let's say, digital marketing Las Vegas would be a keyword for me. So I would say, you know, brought to you by Send It Rising Las Vegas Digital Marketing Company. And then I would highlight Las Vegas Digital Marketing Company, and that would be the link. That's called anchor text. And you want to vary that and you want to pick about five of those that are the ones you want to rank for. Um, but you want to make sure that you can actually rank for them. So if you're very new to the game, I would pick really long tail ones, like be a good example, Facebook ad management, you know what I mean? In Las Vegas, that sort of thing. So there you go. That's a tidbit for you. Oh, thank you for that. Some great tips there, Kellen. So really appreciate that. 